0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, orcs, and harlequins to Squad Tactica. This is a Warhammer podcast, and we are here to talk about Kill Team. And a big shout out to all of our Patreons who are joining us on the live stream. And we're just having a blast talking about all sorts of things that may or may not be related to Kill Team and other sorts of things. So thank you to all of our supporters. If you're listening and you want to know what we talk about before and after the show... Feel free to check out our Patreon in the show notes, and yeah, we're going to jump right in and have some fun talking about conventions, and there are a lot of conventions coming up, a lot of events happening in the Kill Team universe, and I'm very excited to talk about a couple of them that I'm going to be attending, and some of the prep that I'm going to be doing (laughs) chat says patreon exclusive episode we we might do one of those every once in a blue moon definitely want to make sure as much of this content as seemingly possible is available for everyone but yeah i think maybe once a quarter or so we'll do like a special behind the scenes patreon exclusive episode we'll figure that out we'll figure what what we want to do with that but i want to give a huge shout out as always to all of our sponsors we can't do this without our Patreons and our sponsors. Uh, sincerely, it's it's fantastic. And BattleFoam is one of the sponsors. They make amazing foam bags for Kill Team products. Actually, make foam bags for pretty much everything. So if you're listening and you're like, I don't care about Kill Team, I care about 40k. Okay, they make 8th edition bags, Kill Team bags, board game bags, Song of Fire and Ice bags, privateer Press bags, Bold Action bags, they make bags. Real simple, so if you're looking for a solid foam bag to travel to your convention at one heck of a good price compared to you know other companies, you should definitely check out battlefoam.com, and uh, you you won't be disappointed. I'm really excited to show off some of my battlefoam stuff as we go <laughs> to all these conventions. Chat saying yeah, we're talking about cats and cake and all sorts of hullabaloo <laughs> before the show. So yeah battle foam uh, that protects my gear hopefully it's protecting your gear and uh, especially when you're traveling the last thing you really want because i've had this happen a lot of times you'll like throw your stuff in a bag like maybe a literal or figurative bag and um you know we're talking like backpacks ziploc plastic bags who knows you get to your store and it's like oh something fell off and you're just kind of like well, bummer. I don't really know what's going on because my stuff wasn't protected. Like the last thing you want is to show up to your shop and like pieces are falling off of your model, and you're like, why? So I just recommend Battle Foam because they make great foam bags and things that carry your model so that parts aren't falling off of your models when you open up your bag and play games. And also, huge shout out to Jay at Discount Games Inc. They gave you 15% off all of your purchases. If you want to buy bulk and get a bigger discount, send an email to j at discountgamesinc.com. Tell him Sugi sent you, and he can hook you up with a, a pretty significant discount. And especially with like tax returns coming in, we're all kind of coming into a little extra money. You know, not a bad time to uh, you know buy a new kill team or two. I know we've got a lot of people on the Discord channel that have said they've brought new people into the game, or they've bought new kill teams themselves, and they're, you know, sharing those models with their friends, and, you know, I always recommend support your local game store, 100% of the time, but if you've got a little extra cash, or you're looking to, you know, take what you have and, you know, get a little bit more bang for your buck, definitely check out Discount Games Inc. Jay is a solid guy, his team is quick in responding both to emails, orders, questions, concerns, and i've had nothing but really positive experiences with him. So, shout out to both Discount Games Inc and Battlefilm 2 companies i really recommend everyone who listens to the show should check out. So, let's talk about cons. Apparently chat thinks i should leave the cake segment in. I should probably at least cut out the pause while i'm like tasting this i guess vivacious piece of That's not the word I'm looking for. Okay. It's it's a delicious, fantastic, so good. Oh my gosh. I wish I could like share this piece of cake with everyone who's listening. It's just, it's nuts. There's no nuts in it, but it is nuts. Anyways, uh, the next event that's coming up that I'm going to and I'm very excited about happens to be in my backyard here in Grapevine, Texas. And this is going to be run by basically warhammer world north america the warhammer citadel store and cafe i've sent i put pictures up on the facebook page i know a lot of people have probably seen it heard of it if you're listening to this show you're probably well aware of what this store is they're going to be hosting a matched play series and on the 16th and 17th of march which is just a couple weeks away actually they're going to be doing a really interesting uh mega borealis will not fall event they have a uh force of 35 power level and 150 point kill team which i happen to have both of those and it's going to be uh based on what i can tell just a really fun uh, community experience and if you're in the dallas area in the grapevine area or you have the capacity to fly in. You didn't know about this. I'm looking on their Eventbrite page right now. And there's still space to register. It's not sold out. It actually is a free event. And basically online it just says. Uh, it's a narrative game. You get to have an impact on the story of Mega Borealis. Within the Citadel. Determine its fate. Um, there's just a bunch of things you can get. Like you know, best theme. You can win all these prizes for best theme. Top team. Best painted force. So on and so forth. Uh, but re- what really excites me is this is kind of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? This is a mixture of Kill Team as a non-competitive event and a community gathering in a well-known and established shop. And what I'm getting at with that is kind of that, you know, A lot of these conventions that I'm going to, you know, Depticon or the Dallas Open GT, these are focused very heavily on competitive tournament rules, competitive matches, a lot of different things that players are looking at in the hopes of winning prize support. When you're looking at this Warhammer Citadel event, amongst the entire... Uh, spring event a lot of these major events this match play series are eighth edition big battles with points to be won prizes to be won and they're really supporting the community but it's in a competitive set and then they just happen to throw down this kill team event it's free which is really nice it's 150 points, which is kind of the thing I wanted to talk about. They want you to bring a commander. They want you to play with the expansion. And I think that's very interesting because this is very different from what I was anticipating. Generally, when you see the events happening at the Citadel, you have matched play, um, chapter-approved tournament standard stuff. Not very, com- not, not very casual. And then they announced the 150 point game with a commander. So, you know, a lot of the testing in the previous matches we've done for, you know, for fun or for competitive play haven't actually utilized commanders. So now that's something I need to do. I need to play with more commanders. I need to kind of fool around with 150 point lists, figuring out where is my army going to go? What direction am I going to go? I also need to find out, it's not really clear. If your kill team and your 35 point army have to be in the same faction, uh, it just says bring 150 point kill team and a 35 power level force themed around the armies of Vigilus. So like in my head, I'm like, can I bring Death Guard like Plague Marines as my kill team and then use my Space Wolves as the force? Because that would be fun. And I'm not too worried about it. I mean, worse comes to worse. I have plenty of Space Wolves I can, you know, pop onto the table. But what's really fun is, like, all my Space Wolves aren't painted. I'm pretty sure this isn't going to be forced... Like, this is about playing with people. You don't have to have a fully painted team and all that stuff, which would be nuts. Just because this is focused on community stuff. So, what we're going to be talking about in this, you know, episode is what the con season looks like from now until the end. Well, basically past Adepticon into, so we're looking at March and April. The next major convention I can think of that could potentially be minis-ish would be maybe Gen Con sometime over the summer. I know there's other conventions and other events that are focused on like Warhammer 8th edition as a whole, where you can win price support and points. But none of them, as far as I know, are going to be super kill team heavy. Uh, If they are, we can talk about them later, but I'm not aware of anything major into the summer as of yet. That's going to be like, hey, here's a big kill team event. You know, we're hoping to have a lot of people and, you know, we're promoting this as a major event. So... What I'm really excited for and looking towards the Warhammer Citadel event is trying to figure out what the heck 150 points are going to look like, and because this is a little bit more casual, I feel like players are probably going to try and experiment with things they don't normally have the option to play. Since there's no big prize, there's no money on the line, there's not like a giant prize support You don't need a meta list. You don't have to bring your super high, well-tested army. You can bring stuff you haven't played before. You can try something you've always wanted to try. And I feel like because this is such a community-friendly event, we're just going to see a lot of fun kill team stuff on the table. So, you know, I've got commanders for both my Plague Marines and my Adeptus, uh, my Imperial Guard. So those are two options I can go with. Uh, and commanders aren't prohibitively expensive, so if I wanted to, I could always you know pick one up from Discount Games Inc. for my Space Marines, or I'm pretty sure I could just repurpose one of my current models as a commander. Uh, another shout-out to you know someone who sent us some product, the Squad Marks guys. I'm really excited to actually put these on the table with all these players, because with so many games happening, it's very easy to... potentially lose sight of all of your models and i'm gonna very easily be able to use those squad marks on the bottom of my models to denote you know who's my captain no i'm talking about like the eighth edition 35 point list you know where my sergeants where the leaders of you know each grouping each unit and then during kill team it's going to be easy to just point out okay that's a specialist that's my my leader my commander whatever you want to talk about and you know visually make it easy for my opponents to see what's going on, because these tables are gorgeous, but visually they're very busy. I mean, I'm also really excited to use the squad marks to all the cons I'm going to, because it's just going to be really nice to be able to show off a really cool product and be able to see where my models are and what they are, so my opponent isn't going to be asking all the time, hey, what is that guy? What is this guy? What's that guy? It's going to be real easy. This is my leader. He's a blue. This is my, you know, sniper. He's green. My, you know, medic, he's yellow, blah, 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 blah. But I digress. So prepping for the Warhammer Citadel event is kind of a relaxed situation. And that makes me really excited because I feel that Playing kill team is more of a factor than winning in kill team, so I'm really excited to meet people who are going to be coming out to the event. Please feel free to, you know, message me on the Discord channel or on the Facebook page and let me know if you're going to be there. I'd love to meet you, and just kind of hang out, play some games. It is a two day event, which I think is really cool. There's painting stuff. There's a, a dirty nurgling or some rusty nurgling painting event going on. There's the kill team event. There, I mean there's so many things happening and what's really cool is this shop is big enough to actually handle all of these things that they're planning and if you've never been and you have the opportunity to go I think this is happening in like two or three weeks uh, please give it a shot it is one of the coolest stores I've ever been to and of course you know it is themed towards Warhammer considering it's owned by the company but there's so many little things like on the walls. There's all these paintings. The bathroom is really cool. They have all of these like old white dwarf issue uh, front page posters. So you can see the wall lined with you know history from their print magazine. They've got all kinds of pieces of art with you know blast you know bolter gun- guns shot through the the wall. You've got cracks. You've got like the sigil of corn. There's giant space marine. Like, I don't know what to call them. They're they're built out of metal, and some one of them I think they said came from Warhammer World. There's giant cases full of models, both Fine Cat Forge Forge World and non Forge World. Some of them are just fantastic to look at. In the front is where all the product is, so if you need to buy anything, they're going to have it. And then in the back is just a ton of space for gaming, and the pictures really don't do it justice. This is one of those. Like one of those stores you really have to visit and check out. And I'm just, you know, blessed that it's like right in my backyard, like 15 minutes from the house. So this is going to be a lot of fun. The, you know, gaming perspective is going to just be a blast because it's going to be a ton of people who play Kill Team hanging out. And, you know, as we get closer, I'm I'm heavily leaning towards playing my Plague Marines. I got to get them painted, make them look good. But this is just going to be a very relaxed environment. And that's something I think that the community can definitely use. Because if you have only competitive matches and competitive tournaments and competitive events, it's really easy to get burned out. I used to play a lot of competitive Magic, and I played a lot of competitive games over the course of my life. And it just gets really tiring when everywhere you go is always competitive. And sometimes you just want to play the game for fun with your friends. And if there's no opportunity to do that, sometimes things just get stale because you want to try new things, you want to explore untouched regions of the game because, like, games are designed to be played and any kind of game with a massive base of users and a massive option list. So, for example, you've got tons of armies within each army of different play styles you've got different ways to play the play styles themselves so you have all these little subtypes underneath an army so you can look at like space marines you could do you know heavy on tanks you can do heavy on infantry you can do heavy uh, long range heavy weaponry you could do guys who are running around on bikes you could do guys who are running around inside of tanks with heavy weapons you could do terminators drop pods snipers all of these different options within one army and with a competitive scene you generally try and find that one specific list that is the most efficient the most dangerous the one that can chuck the most dice and deal the most damage and that's what you play to try and win but you also might have all of these tanks and models that you've bought over the years that you can't play because they're not competitive well when you have an event like this where you can just have fun this is the perfect time to show up with all of these weird models you don't normally play with. And, you know, since it's a narrative event, you can have fun. Maybe you win, and that affects the narrative. And you have this, you know, one Terminator guy who just goes crazy. And he, you know, slays all these demons. And you're like, oh my goodness, you know, this guy is just a monster. And he kills anything he touches. And that could affect the the narrative. You, you never know. And that's kind of the fun thing is... Because you're not trying to be competitive, you can have fun, and sometimes that ensues more ridiculous stories, and then as you just keep getting deeper and deeper into this event, you have way more fun than you ever would trying to win, and it kind of rekindles that love Of the game and you can meet a lot of people who are really cool and they're all just kind of telling stories around the table about what they did what they won what they lost something crazy that happened something crazy they did and you're just having a really wonderful time with players who love the game and you're not necessarily winning but you're having so much fun so I'm really excited I think this is a fantastic community event and uh, as we play it Maybe we'll see some things that would be beneficial to talk about so that other listeners and people who are participating in community events at their local game shop can replicate as we go throughout the year. So, you know, if you're in the middle of trying to run like a campaign and you're playing competitively, maybe once that campaign ends, we can say, okay, here's the 150 point, you know, event that was run at the Citadel. This is what we did, this is what we didn't do, here are the rules and then people can run that event for themselves and have a very community friendly, you know, two-day micro convention at their local game store, which is great because it brings people together, it helps support your local game store, and even if you're not paying for models and things, you can always, you know, support your store by buying, you know, sodas, snacks, you know, those really help because you're going to get thirsty, you're going to get hungry and any little bit helps support the store. A lot of people think, oh, buying a soda doesn't matter. Buying a soda helps. It may not be, you know, a $100 profit margin, but it still helps. It moves product, it quenches your thirst. Coca-Cola, lock, wink, wink, wink. Um, but the reality is making purchases does help your store no matter how big, no matter how small. And if you're bringing people into the shop, it makes the shop look more full. It brings other players around and say, hey, what's this, what's going on? You can say, hey running this casual event you know do you want to try well i don't know what this is you get the opportunity to talk about warhammer try and you know tell them a little bit about kill team and how approachable it is and how there's so many different flavors of the game and different armies you can play and it's just a really great opportunity both to meet people and to bring people in and it doesn't really cost anything if it's a free you know casual event so that's what really excites me we'll see how this goes and uh you know I'll definitely be taking pictures and talking to people and we'll see if there's any special guests uh last time I was there for a major event Duncan was there and <laughs> that, that guy is really nice just on a side note a very very sweet gentleman who's you know a very talented painter but he's a, just a very kind individual who cares about you know the community the people and having a lot of fun so if you ever meet Duncan you know just say hi he's really great Uh, moving along let's talk about the big one that's going to be coming up in this first half of the year and that is Adepticon to no surprise this is uh, you know they call themselves the world's premier gaming convention that could be true I know we have a lot of other gaming conventions Uh, for wargaming I know Nova and Adepticon are the two big ones Adepticon is the start of the year And ANOVA is the end of the year. So we'll take a look and see what's going to happen here. But there are, uh, I believe, five days of gaming, which is just flat out nuts. I'm going to be participating on the Friday night Kill Team event, if I'm not mistaken. So we are going to be definitely doing coverage of the event as we go through... Uh, those five days Sunday I'm going to be shipping out really early so that doesn't really count for me but on average Sundays usually are pretty dead so I'm not too worried about major events but there, there is a kill team event that's going to be happening that I'm not going to be able to cover um, but what's what I'm really excited about is from Adepticon is they actually have their own PDF on their website which I'm going to need to go through and see what all the rules are but it looks fantastic this is going to be a very exciting event um when you sign up there are 60 spaces and i believe thursday morning friday morning and saturday afternoon were completely full which is why i couldn't get friday or saturday morning there are now i don't know if it's like the same 60 people or not but what really excites me is Coming from LVO, where they had 40-something players, to Adepticon, where there's not only at least, at the bare minimum, 60 players, but there's multiple days of Kill Team, and a couple of them are sold out. And it's, I think, a $15 entrance, so that's not really cost-prohibitive. The price support is really good, as far as I'm aware. It's um I have to take a look at it again, but there's there's really interesting stuff you can win. Um, this is going to be competitive, so no commanders, hundred point list. You've got your tactics uh, deck. They're going to have the kill team. Rules are like there's a specific set of rules for Adepticon on the website. So you have the different setups on the map. You have the tournament rules. You have your secondary markers and points and things. And it's just it's got everything you could possibly need in this PDF. So what's really cool is all you need is your rulebook. And, you know, if you already know your rulebook, that's going to be super easy. And then this PDF online, which I think is a whopping 20 pages. And, you know, some of those pages are like a full page of the setup for a battlefield. So it's not a really long read. <laughs> you know, that that's kind of the nice thing is these 20 page PDFs, are generally riddled with text and then a picture or text and a piece of art so it's not going to be very hard to read some of them are just basic fundamental rules and you know don't cheat don't be a douche you know bring cards with you blah 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 blah. so you know if you're going to Adepticon once again I would love to meet you I'm sure there's going to be way more people at Adepticon that I'm going to meet than the Warhammer Citadel just because this is a much bigger convention and I would assume a little bit easier to get to since this is meant for, you know, significantly more people than what the Citadel and Grapevine is able to handle. But this is this is going to be for me my first, you know, major kill team event because we haven't actually had a major event here in the Southwest yet. I as far as I'm aware, LVO is probably one of the first major conventions to run a official Kill Team tournament. So coming from LVO and going into this, uh, it is very interesting that LVO ran... Now, I do know Nova had an event last year that for me, I mean, Nova was like right after Kill Team had come out. So it wasn't a super established meta, in my opinion, just because the game hadn't been out for more than, what, a month, two months? So... Now that we've actually had it for a healthy amount of time, seeing LVO have a significantly different approach than what Nova did is a good thing because if it was just a flat, you know, copy, I think that the game would probably be a little bit boring. So that's definitely something that is a good sign for Kill Team because as the game has been out it has matured it has uh, evolved and we saw that Tyranids were in the top tables the uh, I believe it's ASR the Eldar were at the top tables you had the the Gellerpox which look fantastic I I'm I'm sincerely very tempted to order those from discount games and take those to Adepticon because I have an entire month, but I, I really want to stay tried and true to my, my Plague Marines. I do love them. I do really enjoy playing them on the table and they're just super, super fun. Unfortunately, they didn't get well represented in top tables. I think they were seventh. So that was kind of a weird thing, but like, I'm not going to be a hyper competitive player I'm going to have some fun I mean I do want to perform well but I'm not super worried about winning or losing because it's going to be a lot of fun there's going to be four for me there's going to be four full days of gaming it's going to be nuts I'm going to have tons of time to play a kill team with a lot of people and I'm just really excited about The event as a whole. I've been wanting to go to Adepticon for many years and being able to go this year is just like a dream come true. But talking about getting ready for Adepticon, what the preparations are, uh, as we said in a previous episode, just kind of reiterate, you have to look at what has been established in competitive metas and try and figure out how to counter it. So the big thing a lot of players have figured out, and I don't blame them, it's it's a wise decision, is getting a lot of bodies on the table is very beneficial to winning Kill Team just because of a lot of factors. One, Kill Team is a very objective-oriented game. The only way to win objectives is to have bodies to capture objectives. So when you run lists that aren't mobile... Or don't have a lot of bodies, you're kind of at a disadvantage because if you lose some of those expensive bodies or you have an army that can't move very quickly, your opponent can get to objectives faster than you can. If the objectives provide victory points over the course of each round, then they're getting victory points faster than you. Uh, They also have the ability to lock you down. So, for example, if you have a a body, uh, a model, and it's 25 points... And your opponent, say, Plague Marines or, you know, Tyranids, and they throw a four-point model at that 20-point model or 25-point model, and they lock it down for an entire turn in combat, whether they live or die, that 25-point model isn't doing anything that you've paid for. And that's one of the ways you can capitalize on locking your opponent down is... You just throw a four-point model in there. You swing in with melee. You, you may or may not do anything. They swing back in melee. They probably kill you. But guess what? That 25-point model wasn't able to kill a commander, wasn't able to kill a leader, wasn't able to kill a specialist or someone who was sitting on an objective. They killed a four-point model. And if you can do that over the course of a five-round game... Then, sure, they might kill 20-25 points worth of models, but they're not contesting objectives, they're not winning the game, they're just kind of sitting there punching things. Now that's a very TLDR version of lockdown, but the reality is if you have a lot of small models that you can throw at the opponent and lock them down while you're capturing objectives, gaining victory points, then you're probably going to win. The other thing is if you have a lot of models on the table, you don't have to take break checks nearly as quickly as your opponent. And we talked about this earlier on. And, you know, if you only have five models and you lose three of them, you're going to have to take a break check. If you have 12 models, you have to lose like seven. 50% or more, I believe. Um, like, th- this is huge. Being able to not take break checks, being able to not have a negative one to hit like it's very impactful for your team in their survivability the biggest thing though is if you have a bunch of models on the table you can capture multiple objectives, so once again we'll go back to the 5 point kill team or the 5 model kill team versus the 15 point model kill team if you've only got 5 models there's 3 objectives on the map you Probably can't do more than assign two models to one, two models to another, and one model to the last one. And your opponent can just throw, you know, three, 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 and then the rest of the models can just go and beat up on, you know, your five models. And so, having the flexibility of activations, wounds, shooting, melee, it's very important. So, that's a a very interesting means of playing the game and I think that really helps you know prepare you for competitive games and I think as you look at these major events when you're going for competitive lists you uh, you want to recognize that building your list and trying to get the maximum amount of bodies on the table is extremely important so that's kind of one of the things that I'm really excited about with the the Plague Marines is you can run three to five Plague Marine models and then you just kind of fill in the gaps with Pox Walkers and just kind of practicing where to place the Pox Walkers, how to utilize the Pox Walkers as mobile cover or utilizing them as um, bait to try and lock down the opponent so that way by the time they break out of that... Um, melee combat, you can either shoot them or trap them with your flail of corruption and just give them a terrible beating. So this is just kind of one of those things about Adepticon that gets me really excited is constantly thinking, you know, how do I deal with tyranids? How do I do I bring my flamethrower? which I'm probably going to do. How do I deal with these Eldar or Harlequid models that are going to be able to charge, you know, up to 18 inches? cross the table, and, you know, I'm going to have to figure out all these different things. And like I said, I'm not going to win. I'm going to have fun. If I win, great. If I lose, that's also fine. But I'm very excited that this is going to be a very, very fun uh, event. Very, very chilled out Adepticon. And I'm very excited to meet every single one of you. I've already got a couple people who said they're going to be there, and... You know, I don't know the area, but I'm hoping we can maybe find a pizza place close to the convention center and, you know, one night just go to dinner, have some pizza, shoot the breeze, and have some, you know, fun. Maybe go back and play a board game at the convention. I don't know. It we'll figure something out, but we'll try and have a little micro meetup, hang out, eat, drink, have some fun, play some minis, who knows? But yeah, Adepticon is going to be a a major event, and I know a lot of people are going to be playing just because uh, this is a really large convention. It's not, you know, it's a little bit more than your local friendly local game store event. This is a yearly major event. There's a lot of stuff going on with not only Kill Team, but you've got privateer press events, you've got Cool Mini or Not, Fantasy Flight Games, Bolt Action, Song of Fire and I like there's there's just tons and tons of things. And I definitely recommend, you know, talking about Kill Team also reminds me that when you go to these events, and I specifically set aside my uh, Saturday and half of Thursday to do non Warhammer stuff. When you go to a convention and you're spending your time and your money, and you know most people spend you know PTO, vacation, sick time, whatever. You don't. I mean, personally, this is my personal opinion, but you don't want to just go to a con, only play one game for like four days, and then go home, and someone goes, "How was the con?" And it's like I don't know. I only did one thing. Like I've been to enough conventions where I did that, and I realized I I should probably explore, and like try different things. So if you're going to Adepticon, you know feel free to tag along. Uh, I'm gonna be doing demos of games. I'm gonna try and talk to vendors and see you know what kind of cool swag there there's gonna be. You know there's all kinds of miniature stuff. I'm I'm trying to do a demo for Bolt Action. I've never played it. it looks amazing. There's so much stuff, so many people, and it just seems like a, a disservice to go and only play a single game and then not participate in all the cool stuff that's going on. And a lot of conventions, there's a lot of vendors that are giving away free stuff. They'll have like little dice or like a range ruler or sometimes they'll even have cool swag that's not expensive. And you'll never know if you never go and walk around the convention hall and see what's you know available. So I think, you know, if you're going to Adepticon, especially, you know, Adepticon, since that's the next big convention for miniatures, you know, if, you, if you're if you like, I can't do that, I'm already signed up for all the Kill Team events, well, that's fine, but I know that, you know, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, there's only one event, and it's not an all-day event, it's only a couple hours. Um, Friday, it's like a I think it's a five-hour event, six-hour event, so you've still got a good half a day to go try, you know, board games, there's There's just so much stuff, you know. Definitely check out what the convention has to offer. Um, A big note of, you know, noting. (laughs) Playing too much D&D. But uh, a big note, definitely get new shoes or bring comfortable shoes. These conventions generally are standing all day. Uh, Even with miniatures games, I know there's chairs. But I never consider, like, the opportunity to sit to be guaranteed. So bring comfortable shoes, bring a good backpack, you know, bring comfortable clothes, clearly take a shower, use some deodorant, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think we have that much of a problem with BO as compared to, you know, card gamers. But like, if you're going to be going to this convention for, you know, 12 to 15 hours, if you don't have comfortable shoes, that can really take a toll on you by hour six or seven. And you're just not going to have nearly as much of a fun experience. Um, other than that, I've said this before, but bring a bottle for water. There's usually at conventions, plenty of bathrooms, which also means plenty of water fountains uh, do not pay $5 for a bottle of water at these places. Bring a bottle of water that you can refill and save yourself all that mess. Uh, you're going to be using a lot of, uh, mental, uh, juices, however you want to say it. There's going to be mental fatigue, physical fatigue, You know, if you're going to compete heavily or you're going to be playing all these games all day, even even casually, like I've been to like PAX Unplugged and one day it was just playing board games and card games and hanging out with friends and you still get tired and you still are fatigued and you're not even doing anything mentally stressful. You know, bring snacks, drink water, stretch, you know, take care of yourself because at some point you're going to get hungry, and if you bring snacks that you like, it's going to be a lot cheaper and a lot easier than trying to find snacks you like and finding out what the price is for that snack. You know, some conventions, I haven't been to Adepticon, so I don't know what their food options are, but, like, uh, when I went to Celebration for Star Wars in Orlando, there was a very limited food supply. There were only a couple places to get food, and there weren't really any snack places. Same thing for your... um, packs unplugged. there was like maybe a pizza place a burger place and a hot dog place but there was i mean like off campus there's tons of food across the street you can go and walk but if you're like in the the center and you need something now because you're playing a tournament or you need something now because you're just hungry you don't want to go off campus and take an hour going to lunch bring snacks go to your local you know walmart target costco you know, get a bag of jerky or some M&Ms or, you know, trail mix, whatever you want, because I promise you it will cost a heck of a lot less at your local supermarket than trying to find M&Ms at the con where their prices are going to be jacked up to like, you know, four dollars for a dollar bag of M&Ms. And, you know, shameless plug, the amount in your mouth, not in your hand, but whatever you want to call it. You, you don't really want to pay that price, especially when you, you can preemptively bring it with you. So, or, you know, a lot of people might say, I don't want to do that. Then get an Uber, go to the Walmart. Uh, the convention center is not actually, there's a Walmart, not too far away from the convention center. So if you're listening, you're like, well, I don't want you know, bring it with me on the flight. I, just take an Uber or a Lyft, go get your snacks and bring it back to the hotel room for the price of the Uber. <laughs> Um, but those are, these are just things that I've learned over the course of going to a lot of cons. If you're listening, and you've never been to a con before, you know bring snacks, bring water. It'll just make the, the whole experience much, much, much better. I, even at regionals for card games, um, I, I bring snacks because you know you're gonna be there for like eight to ten hours and their snacks are actually normal priced. And still, it's easier to just get at Walmart a little bit cheaper, but Adepticon is going to be a lot of fun, but it's also going to be a ton of stuff going on. And for those of you who are listening, I believe the ability to sign up for events ends in a couple days, so definitely check your agendas, make sure you signed up for all the stuff that you want to attend, because it's it's just going to be a lot of fun. I'm insanely excited to paint and play and meet so many people i've already got friends who are we're we're talking about playing twilight imperium on maybe thursday night or friday day i i don't know it's just (laughs) it's gonna be a ton of fun so you know get ready it's it's gonna be a blast but going back to you know talking about kill team and that competitive scene uh i think is actually going to be a very telling um list of information for what kill team competitively looks like going into the summer just because there are going to be uh thursday friday friday saturday sunday there's gonna be five heats five tournaments whatever you want to call it and i'm positive every single one of those days is going to have a diverse top eight we will clearly see overlap there's no way we're not going to see overlap but the reality is we should in theory see you know three to four different kill teams win across those five days and what that's gonna mean is you gotta just be careful you got to watch out like this is a really interesting game where the pilot skill really affects the game There's clearly lists that people would say are top tier, are super good, are high impact, and that's true, but these pilots are really what's going to be driving the force of successful Kill Team uh, games and tournaments. You're going to find people who are very good at the game, who know all the rules, all the nuances, all of the ins and outs, and they're going to be able to take pretty much whatever Kill Team they want to success. So I think that's a great sign for the game that it's not dominated by what's considered meta. It's dominated by players who are good. And that is very, very, very exciting because that means not only do we have a great game, but that means anyone can do it. You have the opportunity to win kill team events, both locally and majors, if you just put the time in. If you practice, you find people to play with, and you get your reps in learning how the kill team works, you you can go as far as you want. You can win as many games as you want, and you can go as high as you desire. You're not limited to, I have to play this kill team, I have to play this specific list, and I have to play this specific way. You can take pretty much whatever you want and be successful with it. So I'm very excited for Adepticon. It's going to give us a lot of information. And like I said, I'm going to be doing coverage. We're going to do you know, audio, video, photos, all the shebang. So, you know, for those of you who aren't able to go, uh, we here at Squad Tactica are going to bring you along in our backpack. So that's very exciting. And I hope everyone um, is excited to participate because it's just going to be a lot of fun. And I, I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, if we see something cool with a vendor, we'll definitely, you know, take a picture and try and get an interview. You know, as the Kill Team games are happening, you know, we'll try and we'll definitely get pictures. And, you know, uh, interviews are totally allowed. You know, they said here on Adepticon's website, you know, as long as the players don't say no, you're free to take video and audio and, you know, just be respectful. You know, don't get in their face. But. Um, I've already had quite a few people from LVO tell me that they want to be on the show, and uh, we're going to have them on. We're going to interview them and ask them about what LVO looked like and how they were playing and all that good stuff. So I'm very excited about that. Um, but as we said before, the community for Warhammer is just really nice. So I'm I'm very you know enthusiastic and excited to not only watch these games but be able to talk to these players at the event and bring that information to you know, the listener and, you know, give us all a fantastic experience as Adepticon is happening. So, you know, at the end of the month, at the end of March, be prepared for just a ton of content coming out from Adepticon. And obviously stuff that may or may not be related to Warhammer, uh, just because there is a lot of miniature stuff. And although this is primarily focused on Kill Team content at the heart and root of the show. This is a miniatures podcast, a miniatures group of people. And if, you know, other games evolve and we grow the show and we grow the team, we probably are going to talk about other things as we go along in the future. But for right now, we're focused just on Kill Team because there's plenty of stuff to talk about. And it's just me doing the podcast. So we're going to keep on chugging along. But yeah, Chicago, Illinois. March 27th through 31st, Adepticon, it's happening, we're going to be there, I am beyond excited, (laughs) it's like a month away, like, oh my gosh, so cool, and then the last event that I'm going to be attending that has uh, major kill team emphasis is going to be the Dallas Open GT, and you can check out the Dallas OpenGT.com website if you are in the Dallas area. And this is—we're going back to Grapevine. The whole event is going to be at the Grapevine Convention Center, which is not too terribly far away from the Warhammer Citadel. I mean, it makes sense—you're going to run a lot of events. In the Dallas area, probably in Grapevine, because a it's centralized, b there's a lot of space. There's a Gaylord Convention Center, which is huge. That's where they do the um oh what's that QuakeCon. So it's a PC gaming convention, and it's just massive. There's there's thousands of people. It's a lot of fun, but you can also run gaming conventions. That's not where this is, but you know if you want to run a gaming convention for thousands of people, that's where you should do it. Uh, the Grapevine Convention Center is literally down the street, and then right next to it is the Warhammer Citadel. So there's plenty of space to do Warhammer events, community events tournaments, narratives, go over to the Citadel and maybe play a game with a friend, get something to drink. There's a lot of really good food in Grapevine. There's actually a fantastic sandwich shop right across the street from the Citadel, which I love. They have fantastically good pastrami, like insanely good. Anyways, I digress. So the Dallas Open has quite a few major events. There's a narrative event. There's a GT. They're doing a... Bolt action tournament, and they're also going to be doing a surprise kill team. So I'm going to be participating in the kill team event and then just kind of hanging out over the course of the weekend and playing games. I've, you know, like I said, I've got Space Wolf, so I can play the narrative event. I can play the. I can, I can do whatever I want because, you know, I've got armies. But what's really exciting is the Dallas Open is a. This is the second year for this event. They are growing exponentially i believe they had like 60 something players last year and this year they're pushing up to 120 that's what they're shooting for so it's going to be uh friday april 12th saturday april 13th sunday april 14th and it just looks bonkers fun (laughs) i i can't tell you how excited i am to go and hang out once again with War Gamers. check this stuff out Uh, paint my minis goof off and just have a blast like some of these pictures from last year it just looks amazing it's just a bunch of people playing war games and we all know how you know, relaxed and fun these games are. And with a, just a room full of nerds, it's going to be great because you can glean information from people. You can ask about tactics. You can learn about lore. You can find out, hey, you know, how did you how you paint your your model like that? How did you get such fine detail on that banner? And they can say, oh, you know, I did this. I did that. I used this brush or, you know, I, I laser etched it or whatever. I mean, there's there's so many things going on over the course of any major event. But what's really fun is the Dallas open GT is basically a bigger version of what the Citadel is running with their events. And it's just focused on these three days of just bringing a bunch of people together, having a ton of fun playing a game that we love with, you know, just a fantastic number of people. So I am insanely excited to participate once again if you're going to be in the area and you're going to this event like feel free to message me let me know we can meet up i i know dallas very well considering i live here there's plenty of great places to eat within the area so we can always just you know run out grab some grub and then get back to gaming but this is just going to be a uh, very very insanely busy couple of months And I think that that's going to be a lot of fun because it means more content for everyone here. Um, I get to meet tons of people across America and just have a lot of fun with Warhammer as a whole. And, you know, although we all come from different backgrounds, different histories, we're all different, you know, you know, ages, experiences, all that stuff. It's really neat that we all kind of combine into a room and come together under the flag of miniatures. And even even at some of these events where there's other games like Bolt Action, you still have people we're all friends. Like you I play Warhammer, you play Bolt Action. I want to learn about your game. Maybe you want to learn about my game. And we could still talk about Warhammer and bolt action and strategy games because they're all miniatures. They'll kind of follow the same guidelines. The rules might be different, but you still paint them and you still play with them. And usually there's objectives and usually there's a target you want to destroy. And usually there's tanks and infantry and they might look different and sound different, but they'll kind of do the same thing. And so it's really neat that there isn't really any kind of barrier between you or I having you know, friendship and having fun and playing these games together. And that's what really gets me excited about going to these conventions is just kind of experimenting with the game I know and love and then finding out more about other games I don't know about and learning how does this work? What does this do? What is multi-action? What is Song of Fire and Ice? How does, you know, this new game system work that you're premiering at Adepticon? You know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen over these next few months? But what's really exciting is the community and meeting people and playing games and finding out Cloud of Flies is it the same as what I said it was on a previous episode. Um, You know, just enjoying how helpful the community is in growing both in knowledge of the game and relationships with people around the world. So this is going to be a lot of fun. And what's really exciting for me about the Uh, The Dallas Open is I'm going to be able to take what I learned at Adepticon, refine it a little bit, tweak it, and bring it to uh, the Dallas Open. I might play a completely different army. I mean, I might just bring out my Imperial Guard and give them a world. I don't know. That's the best thing about Kill Team is most of us run multiple Kill Teams. So being able to play at a major convention like Adepticon and a big convention like Dallas GT doesn't mean I'm actually going to play the same kill team. Might play something else. Uh, What's even more interesting is there could potentially be similar people coming from Adepticon going to the Dallas Open, and we might see them play different lists as well. You don't really know. And, And that's kind of what's neat is going from convention to convention because you could see people hopping around, and you could see them playing the same thing, you could see them playing adjustments of the list they play at the previous convention. Uh, you never really know what's going to happen. So, as each convention happens, we're just going to kind of see this evolution of players, kill teams themselves, what's hot, what counters what's hot, what counters the counter, and this kind of, oh man, swirl of just players. Working together to find answers to what's winning. And so, going from, you know, the Citadel to Adepticon back here to the Dallas Open is just super exciting because it's all kind of going to layer on top of each other and show, like, reveal what the next thing is supposed to be. So, that kind of creates this interesting story and since i'm going to be there i can actually tell it to the listeners that hey you know when we went to the citadel we saw that you know these armies were very popular and extremely powerful and although it was fun you know players start to kind of figure out oh hey you know this might be something that's very playable At a major convention, wink, wink. A couple weeks later, Adepticon. So we go to Adepticon and people say, you know, I saw these lists at, you know, the Citadel kind of made me think. So I brought this and I, you know, maybe, maybe that person wins one of the, the heats at Adepticon. And it's like, okay, that was really cool. You know, we interview them, we talk about, you know, their list and learn about what they were playing. Then a couple weeks later, we go to the Dallas open and someone, you know, might say, hey, I, I you know, saw that list. At, and I'm, I'm not saying like me specifically, but, you know, I saw the list at Adepticon and made me think about building this list. And that's what I brought. And I, you know, won here at the Dallas open kill team event on Friday. And It's like, man, it's just this really interesting story that you wouldn't have really seen if you hadn't kind of gone through this pipeline of convention to convention to convention. And if none of that happens, it's still going to be a lot of fun because we're going to meet so many people along the way as we interview them and talk to them and get a a larger grasp on the Kill Team community as a whole because there's just going to be so much happening over these next few months, and you definitely don't want to miss out. It's going to be a blast of Warhammer, 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 and I am beyond excited if you can't tell so that that pretty much wraps up the show I'm very very interested to see what these next two months look like for the evolution of the game because I don't think it's set in stone there's just way too much going on and so many opportunities and options for players to enjoy that I I don't think Kill Team has any realistically like established meta i don't think we're at the point where we can say these x lists are the best and everything else is just not as good i think we still have plenty of time plenty of unexplored space and i sincerely believe adepticon is going to kind of figure out some of that unexplored space but i don't think it's going to have the answer and I think that as we go, you know, if you're listening, and you're a competitive player, uh, things are going to get a little bit more competitive just because that is the scene for Adepticon. But, you know, if you're not a competitive player, don't worry. We're not going to, you know, jump ship and become only a competitive episode or a podcast. It's just the content might get a little bit more technical. We're going to start talking with players who are actively, you know, studying and preparing to win games. So we're going to talk you know, strategy Tactics, some, you know, maybe synergies with building your list, some of the characters and some of the specialists that work well together inside of a specific kill team. So that way, people who are listening and want to get better as they play can, and people who are listening who want to maybe explore new options can also do the same. So we're going to have a lot of fun talking to a lot of people as we go. And There are going to be a lot of interviews coming up as we get closer to these events. Like I said, I've got some people from LVO who are coming on the show. I've got people who are running some of these events coming on the show. Uh, Jay from Discount Games Inc. is coming on the show. We've also got Patreons who want to come on the show. I mean, we have a lot of people who are going to be coming on the show. So we're going to have a lot of extra voices, a lot of extra perspectives and opinions and thoughts on the game as a whole. So these next couple months are not only going to be uh, very different from what we've been doing over the course of Squat Tactica, but it's just going to be a very expansive and exciting venture as we bring more people into uh, this group of fantastic people. So that is the end of this week's show. Thank you so much for joining and listening. I really appreciate your time as we talk about kill team each week and just have a lot of fun enjoying this fantastic game a huge shout out to our discord channel we've got a lot of not only amazing people but just fantastic folks Uh, we've got a couple people who just brought some friends into kill team so shout outs to them they were shouting out on the discord channel that one of their couple a couple people said their friends bought into kill team that is like amazing news it's always exciting when someone goes you know, I convinced my friend to buy a Kill Team. We're playing now. It's like, that's great. Like, great job. Congratulations. Um, you know, it, people are talking about their paint jobs. We've got people trading, selling stuff, you know, amongst themselves. There's a lot of discussion about what's coming and what's going. LVO is a popular topic. Adepticon is getting really popular now, especially when it's just a few weeks away. People are talking about events at their local shops, and it's just a blast to have so many people participating in this community. So if you're listening and you're looking to, you know, meet some nice people, talk about Kill Team, get some advice, and, you know, maybe get some help building a list or some advice on strategies or using your tactics appropriately, you can always check out the Squad Tactica Discord Or we're also part of a Facebook group called Kill Team 40K. It's all one word and the 40 is four zero, the digits. There's a lot of really nice people. Uh, our Discord is just a few, I think like 40 or 50 people. Uh, the Facebook group is a couple hundred, so if you're looking for you know, a significant number of people to bounce ideas off, or you're looking to trade models, or you're looking for advice about a specific army, uh, definitely check out that Facebook group. I recommend it. Everyone there is super, super nice. And uh, Both groups, it doesn't really matter if you're old or new, if you're experienced, or if you've never played a game of Kill Team, uh, we would love to have you. We, you're you're welcome to join us, talk about games, have fun, chill out, and just relax. And once again, big thank you to our sponsors, both Discount Games Inc. and BattleFoam. Uh, Discount Games Inc. gives you fifteen percent off all of your products. If you need more and you want to buy in bulk, you can email Jay at Discount Games Inc. and he can tell you all the information you need. And BattleFoam, I can't say good enough things about them because they're going to be protecting my stuff as i travel and i hope they protect yours as you travel so that is the end of the show and i can't say enough thanks to our patreons they really help support the show and i i won't lie if it wasn't for your help i actually wouldn't be able to have gone to adepticon like just flat out honest um your support is helping me to get there and the next targeted event is actually going to be Gen Con I do know that it is not a minis convention per se but I do know there are miniatures there There are also board games with minis there are a lot of things related to squad tactica at Gen Con so that is the next uh, convention I am attempting to get to so If you are enjoying the show or you want to help get me there so you can enjoy coverage and you don't have to go, uh, please check out the Patreon and, you know, every dollar helps. So that is the end. It has been a fantastic week, as always, to have people join us here on the live stream. Thank you to all of you joining us here. Thank you to all of you listening in post-production after this hits the airwaves on, you know, iTunes and Google Play and all that good stuff. So... We will see everyone next time, and as always, keep on killing them.